Sports Beat on the Bay. Good morning, everybody. This is Sports Beat 88.7 on your dial for Wednesday, January 26th with Dave Percival and Dan Caswell. And Grant's here as well. How are you guys doing today? Well, I know you guys tried to fool me by pretending that the show was going because I was kind of late for my usual arrival. And, you know, I come in here, for those who are listening, come in here, and they're pretending that the show started as I walk through the door. It's quite a... What a great joke you guys I about. thought it was a very good joke, actually. <laughs> but the only pr- the problem was it didn't really work, Grant. We can work on other jokes we'll work with, on Dan, something else, with yeah. Daniel Caswell. <laughs> Dan actually listens to the station as well, so I think he knew where we were. I know. That's a really good – that's a good thing yes. that, he, that he's listening to 88.7 and he knows <laughs> that we've, we jobbed him. It's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> so I was just going to say, guys, if we can start something completely different. Um, politics? Uh, no, we're not going to talk. the truckers? Oh, no, we're not talking Please. the trucker convoy okay. at all. Okay. Uh, Joe Rogan? You want to talk about Joe Rogan? Uh, if no. you want, we no, can I, talk I, about I, him I, too. I, I, no, we're not going to. All right. Uh, tennis. Fantastic. I got up this morning and watched a little tennis. Not normally my routine in the mornings. <laughs> no, it's not. It is not. Okay. But uh, Felix Auger Alassim was fantastic. He, he had him on the ropes, guys. At one point, he had to break serve. He didn't break serve. Mm-hmm. Medvedev, and Dan, I'm going to steal your line. He's got a huge future ahead of him. Um, it was a four-and-a-half-hour battle, and mm-hmm. he lost the final set. But as you said, and I'm stealing it from you, okay. these guys like Medvedev, Zhirinev, uh, Nadell, the, the more they play, they, they, ne- they cement themselves. They always end up at the top. And how, what do you think that is, Dan? I don't know what makes them that much better. Right. But there is something. And, and I mean, I don't start my day by watching tennis, so I can't really comment on what what the difference is. But it just seemed like the, the top four, five guys in the world just seem to win. Like yeah, Always. You just hear, you know, very rarely do you hear of an upset of a, a, a top four or five guy. Yeah, exactly. Know? And so with, with sorry to cut you off yeah, there, but with right. Felix and Shapovalov, they are... Like, that's great. They both took Nadell and Medvedev to five sets. Exactly, and and it, it bodes well for them. But I guess the thing that shocked me, too, about Medvedev, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched him play much at all. He looks like an insurance broker. He does not look like an athlete. I was I was shocked at how little he looks like a great athlete. Yep. It's uh, It was shocking to me, but it was, uh, it was fantastic. It kept me on the edge of my seat, actually. Um, so a little Leaf news, very little Leaf news. They have the Anaheim Mighty Ducks and Jeff Ward coming into Toronto tonight to an empty arena. We don't have to fly down there, Dan. No, we're not allowed in. We can only fly into the States. Right. Right? Is is really all we can do. But, uh, you know, as Grant said today, a little hockey hangover, eh, Grant? We haven't really seen a lot. Yeah, I kind of miss, yeah, I haven't seen much hockey, so I'm looking forward to tonight's game. Now, what they've done, which is, you know, tells you the Leafs' depth. Uh, Nylander is on the third line now. They've they've tried to even up the lines, and Mm -hmm. he's all in for this. Kerfoot is going to be on the line with David Kampf and Nylander. So they're, I like moving it around. Move these guys around and try them in different positions, right? Correct. I think it works well. So good game tonight, 7.30, tip off or start. Um, So men's Olympic Canadian hockey team has been set. I don't know, Dan and Grant, what to even think here. Um, they've got a little mishmash of everything. You've got a couple of college players. You've got AHL players. You've got European players. Uh, they're giving everybody a shot here. But uh, just to touch on this, um, notables, in my opinion, you've got uh, Josh Hosang, who uh, behavioral issues throughout the years, but is playing right, very yeah. well in the AHL. Uh, Mason McTavish, the great junior player. Owen Power, the great junior player. Um, we joke about him, but he was a very serviceable NHL player. Daniel Winnick, good good hockey player in his day, solid. 
Eric uh, Eric Stahl's the big one. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, not playing this year, guys. He's been working out. He hasn't he hasn't had a team, and I you know I kind of I don't know. I, you're, he's there for leadership, but I I don't know if I question that. And David DeHarnay, do you remember him? Yes. About five foot three, a little wee, <laughs> uh, very handy hockey player, played for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, you know, he hasn't played in a while. Um, yeah, Jason Demers in defense. He kind of headlines the defense. But the, the, I want to talk goaltending. You've got Edward Pasquale. You've got Matt Tompkins of Froland in Sweden. But the key guy is Devin Levi. Devin yeah. Levi is the third stringer at this point. But I would I would like to see him wrestle uh, the goaltending away from those two guys. No, for sure. Which he could do. Yeah. yeah, very very likely. Very tremendous. Uh, great hockey player. Great young goaltender. So who knows? I'm excited to watch them, guys. What do you think, Dan? It's it's going to be exciting to see how they fare against, you know, these other countries when it's not our normal guys. Well, it's not our normal guys. It's not the U.S.'s normal guys. It's not the, like, you got to remember that the NHL is the best league in the world, so it has the best players. So you might find that there's some Russian players that are good enough to be in the NHL that are playing the KHL. That will be at the Olympics, but by by and large, the best players in the world play in the NHL. So with the NHL not going, it's not like the old days that you have. You know, the Russians uh, are they have their best at the Olympics. Exactly. You know, so it's going to be interesting, right from the for for every team, and you know, you have some teams like say uh, Austria and Germany, Germany, who have these, you know. They don't have as many NHLers, so it's going to be neat to see how they perform with with their teams, because uh, I think that they'll they'll be probably a lot more competitive than what they'd normally be. I think you're, yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. Yeah, so makes sense. So it's going to be an interesting squad that Canada are throwing at him. But obviously, um, Shane Doan, who is a great hockey background captain of the Arizona, is in charge. So he knows he's obviously uh, done his homework on who we had to send. So mm-hmm. predicting good things for them. You know, this Raptor, I got to talk about the Raptors. Okay, before we go oh, on that. Oh, yes. Segway from Devin Levi. Yes. So Buffalo Sabres goalie, or in that system. Right. Last night, uh, I think his name's Aaron Dell. Never heard of Aaron Dell before. Aaron, Aaron Dell played for the Leafs, I think. Okay, in a short, well, yes, he did. I've never heard of him. And he apparently elbowed Batherson, who was supposed to be headed to the uh, All-Star game this year, who's leading the Ottawa Senators. They, I think uh, you announced they won 5-3 last night. Elbowed him, like, to, like totally interference. Batherson, I think, has a broken shoulder, a broken leg, or something like that. So he's out for some time now. And he and this Aaron Dell is up on... Disciplinary uh, uh, meeting. Well, we've got to let's look into that a bit yeah. further. That's that's very a goaltender Last doing it. Really? Yep. So uh, you know the puck was going behind. He was out playing the puck ah. in the what do they call it? The triangle back there or something like that? The trapezoid. Trapezoid. Yeah, the trapezoid. And as Batherson was coming on, threw his elbow out, hit him right in the head, and he. You know, buckled into the uh, boards, the M boards. All right, well, we'll check that out, and and that's that's a that's a screwy one. Normally, it's the yeah. forward running over top of the goaltender, not the reverse. And I think yeah, Aaron five, did five nothing. I believe the score was oh five nothing. But maybe I'm wrong here. Sorry. Oh no, that, sorry, that was the Montreal. Sorry, go ahead, go no, ahead. All right, talk okay. amongst yourselves. All right, no, no, that's that is interesting. So, you know, the Raptors season, we can talk about two quick games. Yep. I flipped this game on on uh, Sunday, I believe it was. And the Raptors were down by 34 points, okay? Yep. Like, 
And then I read later that, oh, well, you know, it was great. Pascal Siakam, his leadership, you know, got them back in it. No, he didn't get them back in it. When you're down 34 points, Portland backed off. They're garbage points in minutes. You know, oh, we got back within six points or something. No, no, no. No, they were never within six points uh, realistically. You're not accepting the game. I'm not accepting that. So, all right, so they they have a terrible game against Portland where everybody says, oh, they fought and clawed back. Well, how did they get down 34 points in the first place? Okay. So last night they ran roughshod over uh, Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets. They brought it all on. So is the, I think this is all part and parcel with having a young team. Yeah. You know, so you know they they have this topsy turvy year. You have one tremendous game, one poor game. You know, if they could just put it all together and, and bring it every night, things might be okay. We well, I guess as fans and as you know the organization, you'd think the players would bring it every night because that's their job. No. <laughs> You would, you would, that's a really good point. Do we mail it in? Never. Exactly. We've got to be accountable. We are. <laughs> so anyway, I just, I, I always have my, my Raptor rant and, the, and that's it today. So let's talk about Cooperstown. Uh, Baseball Hall of Fame yep. uh, inductee this year, which I am all for. Now there's a lot of people that aren't, I can't know how you could be against this. David Ortiz is in. Yes. Uh, came over just over the 75% required. Um, and this was his first ballot. First ballot, yeah. Yes. And now we'll talk about the ones that didn't get in there. That's more fun. But anyway, Ortiz had 541 home runs, mm-hmm. but they're you know the purists don't like that he was a DH. But he brought other things. Like he was a very uh, he wasn't a polarizing guy. Like everybody loved David Ortiz, Big Poppy. No, for sure. And 2003, he was caught using performance enhancing drugs. Yep. But they're giving him a pass because the rules and legislation didn't come in until 2006 right. that you would be fined, and he kept clean after that. So that bodes without saying. Yep. All right, so to the two great players, Barry Bonds was spectacular. For sure. Ten tries, yep. he and David, he and Roger Clemens, they're both not getting in at 66 and 65%. You know, I don't know, you know, when, when I see sport creating and, and doing the things they do and letting people is this really smart to keep them out of the hall of fame any longer they're done now they're not getting in no. what do you think am i what do you think dan and grant well going back with the uh, barry bonds and and uh, clemens uh they denied it like that they were using performance enhancing uh stuff but it was evident that it was happening but they just said it's not happening and so there was like you know that big uh, witch hunt that the Major League Baseball went after all these players, and it just seemed that it was okay. This was at their end of their career. They ne- they were then tested after that. And correct me if I'm wrong. Did they fail any of those tests after after it all kind of came out and became a rule? I don't believe so. No, I could so be completely wrong. If they but- weren't breaking the rules before, then. And then, but it, but they just denied it. Like, well, I don't understand. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's all semantics, right? It, it, like, what, Grant? In my opinion, know. once the Baseball Hall of Fame turned its back on Pete Rose, it just lost all credibility to me. I just, Good I, point. I still don't understand that. No, for sure. You know, and, and, and all of this stuff aside, when you've had them all, you know, Ortiz broke the rule regardless, right? Yep. But it's like Bonds had 797 home runs and Clemens was was spectacular as far yeah. as their ability. But as you said, with Pete Rose, and Grant has a good point, he's still, he's never getting in. No, for sure. And I mean, I guess if you want to boil it down, talking about the credibility, 
what the Major League Baseball did with the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox with all that cheating stuff. And they still are, you know, they are the World Series champs for those years and nothing changed. So true. So, So, yeah. Yeah. You know what? The Major League Baseball, are we saying that it's a joke? It is a joke. (laughs) It is a complete joke because, as I said, you've got these two guys with 10 tries in the ballot who are never getting in. Yeah. Who are who are you know uh, at the top of their games yeah. and they were now Kurt Schelling's the other one that I like. They never accused him of it, but he pulled himself off the ballot. He's so angry that he didn't get in, and I think he's a Hall of Famer. I For don't sure. know if you follow him, no, but, but he didn't good. like the fact that he didn't get in. So he said, "I'm I'm done. I don't want to get in." Yeah, I like him. I like no, his style. For sure. So anyway, it's a anyway it's a polarizing. So who are the other people that are coming in? With Ortiz? I, I I am of the belief it is only Ortiz. I haven't okay. really taken a look, but it's uh, as you said, it is a bit of a joke. And you're right, the Houston Astros situation, you know, that tells you all you need to know and how they address that. Oh, for sure. I've got some local, a little bit of local, uh, positive local, positive positive local. Thanks. Our junior sea otters, you know, they're not they're not willing to sit on their laurels. They've uh, they've added, and again, I'm not sure when they start. I believe it's in February, early February, but they've added three players, and uh, I like what they've done here. Like, give them credit for going out and finding these guys because they do need a bit of help with forwards and scoring. They haven't scored a lot of goals. Uh, Colin Jones, local kid, is back. Um, very good hockey player, uh, 25 points, I believe, uh, in 2019-2020 when he played. He's going to finish up the year with them. Uh, they've got a fellow from Schaumburg, William Major, don't know a lot about him, uh, wants to play in Huntsville and finish out the year. And the one that I'm interested in, they've got a fellow, and I, I mispronounce his name, Kyle Den Uden, uh, had last played for the Powassan Voodoo, and I love that. Like he's, you know, if you play Tier 2 Junior A hockey, you're generally a pretty good hockey player. No, for sure. You can't hide him in hockey. So, you know what? They've got a good run here. I'm not sure how they'll, if they'll have to shorten the season, but, uh, I was wrong, and I apologize to our listeners. Every team in that loop makes the playoffs. I was going on and on that they had to pass Caledon and Midland, yep. and but every team gets in. But I think the key is is to, to finish ahead of Midland because the teams that uh, Aurelia, for example, they can beat Aurelia. They can beat every team in that loop. And obviously playing uh, Stainer right now is not something you really want no, in the first sure. round. So I'm excited for them. Yeah. Very excited and good, good on their executive for going and get the, to get these three guys. So that's good. So uh, you know what? I think we should stay warm today. What do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. I tell you, that is that is frigid cold weather. I was going to take the afternoon off and go skiing again, Dan, but I didn't think you'd be very happy with that, so I think I'll go back and work. <laughs> All right. Is well, that okay both, with you? Let's both go back and work. How's All right. Okay. okay, today we'll put in some work. All right, well, I hope our listeners stay warm. I'm Dave for Dan and Grant. Have a fantastic day, and we'll be back on Friday with more sports. Thank you.